It's time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. Welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage once again. Welcome to our world. It is a Twiniverse. It's uh, our twin pyre. And our mission is to twiddle-late. <laughs> oh, you lovely ladies. <laughs> so, turn it up. Turn it up. Hey, but we're an equal opportunity. If you're a man and, and you're twiddle then go for it, Holmes. Go for it, man. Whatever turns Knock you off. Knock yourself out. So, hey, listen. <laughs> you can follow us. You can follow us on Facebook at Twin Talk Show. On Twitter on Twin Talk, at Twin Talk Show. Also... You can find us on iTunes because we are iTwins. Just search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. And now, you now can. What? <laughs> now what? We, well, we have been uh, on Live365.com. Yeah, the most powerful, largest internet radio network in the world, Live365. Also, go to our website. That's where you can get all our podcasts as well at www. You know what I'm going to stop doing, Angel? I'm going to stop doing the Ws. We don't need to. People know that. Okay. It's just twintalkcast.com. Okay? That's a good idea. Because I listen to the show all the time later on, and you only say two Ws every single time. I know. <laughs> So from here on out, it's because a W in itself is two. It's like W. It's a triple thing. It's a W. Well, <laughs> it's a dyslexia. So at twintalkcast.com. It's, it's a W that has two Vs, but you have to do it three times. But it feels like, yeah, it already feels like a triple thing. But it's a twin thing is what it is. Oh, okay. You so know? it's a double. It's a it's it's a translation. But please visit our website at uh, W was going to do it at, at twintalkcast.com. And, and if the uh, space shuttle wouldn't have retired this weekend, uh, <laughs> we would have put it up in the moon. También, that was know? last weekend, dude. The or other weekend, this it was. last weekend, the other weekend, whatever weekend it was. This last weekend, I said that's what I meant. Oh, okay, I didn't say next week. Oh, I, I forgot said this, whatever. I was saying past tense, Holmes. Yeah, okay, all right. So, what happened? Tell us about the space shuttle. Well, from what I understand, it's on its last mission, and we, we didn't catch it on time. Yeah, I know. You know, we could have been the first twins in space, or at least, you know, we could have threw our signal No, out but there. you know what? We have uh, Bronson, whatever his name, from Virgin Airlines. What's his name? Bronson something, who who owns Virgin. He's he's financing the next, exp- you know, f- space flight for a private, you know, for the private individual. He's oh, building really? the spaceship so you can fly What if you're a public individual? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, did you guys listen to last week's podcast? Last week's show was fantastic. First of all, let's say it this way. Did you listen to last week's live show? If you did it, you could still catch it on podcast. There you go. Indefinitely. The good thing about our shows is that, uh, you know, you can listen to us live and we love having you live. But, you know, if Pepe got stuck in the dryer and you had to go get him out, then, you know, during our show, then you can listen to the podcast later on. What's Pepe doing in the dryer? I don't know, man. Anyway, so <laughs> our last show was fantastic. We had Run Devil Run. If you were busy helping the 
find a missing kid or something. Run Devil Run was in Theo Luis's garage. I know Casey didn't ask we play, for a kid. We played a couple of their tracks and a fantastic acoustic performance in Theo Luis's garage. And let me tell you, I was really, I, I mean, I was already a fan of that. That was a good show. I, I was, I'm, having seen them in. Uh, you never let me finish my sentence, okay. bro. I was really impressed. Of course, I didn't expect less, but I realized that they've got this acoustic thing, acoustic thing down packed, mm-hmm. and they really did. And then, and then, they oh, do indeed. But there's more. They were only slotted to play one song, an acoustic, and they ended up playing two songs. They saw they signed us off with an, another acoustic song. Just uh, no, just uh, evolving, just evolving, which was in. Um, well, I was going to say it was done right after the chill lounge, and for those of you who. For some reason, don't stick around for the end, or this is the first time you're joining us at uh, Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. At the last segment of our show, there, there is the Chill Lounge, and I invite you guys all to my brother's very to come own my brother's very own franchise. It's called the Chill Lounge, which he imparts some of his wisdom and uh, Zen opinions. And uh, he does not, not mine. It's, I'm only a vehicle. And <laughs> I'm only a vessel, a conduit. There you go. I'm and only he, a vessel. And he puts it out there <laughs> with some chill, some chill, <laughs> some chill music for you guys to kind of. Because you know what, listening to Twin Talk is like a workout, and it's it, it's like a story. It's like a novel. It's like a tragic. Uh, 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 a Shakespearean tragedy It's like as a well. sexual experience it, It's when you work out You gotta stretch in the beginning You gotta kinda warm up And you stretch And you gotta work out the muscles And then you get really hot and sweaty And you exert yourself And you're just The, the bodily fluids are just Spurting out of your pores <laughs> and, and then at the end You gotta have the cool down So the chill lounge is the cigarette After, after sex The afterglow <laughs> We should call it afterglow Angel's afterglow <laughs> So please join me because we all need a little chill out. So go to our go to the uh, twintalkcast.com or on iTunes and check out last week's uh, podcast uh, with Sunset Riot. Also, Jonesy had a multiple choice stupid with, uh, state. And uh, yes, uh, Sunset Riot called in and uh, uh, <laughs> Sunset Riot called and, in. Yeah, and Run Devil Run <laughs> performed. <laughs> so there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. But this week, tonight, we have a fantastic show. Uh, as you know, we are uh, everyone's enamored. We always have a fantastic show. But what's going on today? Let me tell you about tonight <laughs> on television. You you probably if you've watched television any time in the near last recent future, future recent past, um, you have caught uh, uh, some of the Casey Anthony trial, which has enraged many because the verdict, as you all recall, last week was that she was found not guilty of murdering or first degree murder or whatever of her of her daughter, Kaylee Anthony. Okay. 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 So um, uh, we have a legal analyst who's on the on television and on radio. Illegal? No, a legal analyst. I I thought it was one of the paisas over there. (laughs) Legal analyst. See, now you got me speaking. (laughs) That is one of my, you know, my familia. Anyway, and a legal analyst. If you ever, if you ever, <laughs> hey, that's Joe Sexy, man. <laughs> <laughs> legal out analyst Royal Oaks is going to be joining us with his take on the craziness that we have heard about on that case. It's Royal just, what? Royal Oaks is his name. <laughs> you know what? Here's what I got to say. First of all, I know Royal. I've worked with him, and and he's a really cool guy. The neat thing about him, he's got that radio voice. 
but he's a he's a he's a lawyer, dude. He's a full fledged lawyer, and he he's up and up on all the cases. And you'll catch him on television and on radio. Sounds like a bottle of liquor. But this, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I got to say: with a name like Royal, you're either going to be a massive success or a royal failure. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> So beware what you name your children because you better follow up with that. You know what I'm saying? So also joining us today, because Jonesy unfortunately couldn't make it, our very own multimedia journalist later on is going to be on with the current events, and it's going to be Jackie Casas. Hey, Jackie. Hey, hey. Jackie has been with us before and filled in the big shoes that she has to fill for Jonesy, and she did a spectacular, fantastic job, and we welcome her back. Or stilettos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or huaraches. So, Depends on what mood you're in, huh, Jackie? <laughs> no, los tacones me gustan. <laughs> Either way, I'm sure they look fine on you. So she's going to be joining us in a little while with current events, but uh, we thank you so much for listening, and in doing so, my brother imparts that uh, that sort of sense of appreci- appreciation by giving some people a shout-out. So go on, brother. Chale, man. All I'm doing is giving them a shout-out. That's all. <laughs> Hey, people, what's up? I want to say hello to Damien Chapa because A-Home's been in touch with your peoples and looking forward to having you on the show. Belinda Portillo, what's up, homegirl? Jim Dexter, John Gonzalez, Mary De La Rosa. I know you had a birthday a couple weeks ago. So sorry didn't make it to your birthday party, but thank you for the invite. Tina Robles, uh, Jeanette Christine, uh, Mara Lilusita, how are you? And uh, our our prima Letty, how are you, uh, prima? And uh, my baby girl Samantha, my son Angel, <laughs> and Mario. You know, my son Angel's been in uh, going cross country. He should be back. Well, he'll be flying back from Florida. Wow! This Friday. Wow, nice. And he's he just graduated from high school. What a great little uh, trip. Yes, he just graduated from high school, and they're doing the uh, the proverbial road trip. Aren't you afraid that he's going to get caught in one of those dust storms? Did you see that dust storm last week in Phoenix? No, I heard of it, though. It was like the mummy, dude. The mummy. Did you see it, Jackie? Mm-hmm. On video, dude. It's an amazing... Du- it's like watching a movie. That's funny, because they were there last week. I wonder if they had any... It's a car full of previously graduated high schoolers. Uh, what are you guys re- eating, guys? <laughs> recently <laughs> graduated high schoolers. It was Think, amazing. Yeah. Was it? It was, it was, it was like... It was. The video is just amazing. It, it was a huge dust storm of epic proportions covering a metropolitan area. You know, Wow. And it was... Like in the movies. Like in the movies. Mm-hmm. And it was huge. It dwarfed the city. Dwarf, the city. Mm-hmm. And, and it closed... Uh, there was thousands of people out of power in, in hot, humid weather because a mm-hmm. uh, lot of power lines blew up because the wind blew them together. And so what causes just wind... You know, you know what well, wind in, in or a in, car full of uh, young teenagers. I'm, I'm not a meteorologist. <laughs> Eating too much in and out. <laughs> well, they're having like monsoon weather out there, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of humidities, a lot of winds. So I think it's just maybe a combination of things, but it's not something completely foreign to that area. Mm. But it was truly out of the norm. Yeah, fantastic. Out of the norm. And let me tell you, what, what I think my understanding is, um, uh, it's high pressure, low pressure colliding. Mm. That's what I hear. Thunderstorms and but lightning you know when does that, doesn't it? Yeah, when mm-hmm. the tornadoes. In, in fact, my son did call me while they were driving. He said that they had an amazing lightning. Uh, while they were driving, they were enjoying the lightning. I really like, I lived in, in Las Vegas, as you recall, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed monsoon season because that's when the desert turns these amazing, the sky turns these amazing pastel colors, and then you got these foreboding dark clouds, and the next minute it's kind of windy and, and rainy and 
it just comes alive in an arid area that you really kind of personify with just dead. It just comes alive, and the colors are amazing. It's, it's an amazing thing. I really enjoy the desert. Awesome. So let me just finish my uh, shout-outs. Domo and Ashley Ann Caven, hello. Jeremy, Jackie Joyride, and uh, Dave, the drummer from uh, Run Devil Run. And, and don't forget to hit up my daughter at Express Cuts because we all need our hair to be pimped at one time or another. She's a cosmetologist. At cosmetologist. A- it's a schwa sound, not a cosmopolitan a cosmetologist. Well, see, my my girl has has many talents. She's good with hair, and she's good, you know, with the cosmos. So she's <laughs> so she's a cosmetologist at Express Cuts, ten four twenty Laura Souza Road, El Monte, California. Give her a call for an appointment six two six four four eight one nine three one. Jackie, your hair looks great, but whenever you get ready, just go hit up my 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 baby girl and. Tell her I sent you. Definitely. Will she hook me up? She'll hook you up. She'll give you the twin top Mission, VIP. Y todos mention things. twins. Awesome. Mention me. Say, hey, yeah. I know your dad, eh? <laughs> so I want to give a shout out also to uh, um, to my man Rick. Um, 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 I'm sorry, Rick. Chris, uh, I, uh, who's just got hired as, as a CP in, in um, at NBC. I trained him on, on camera. Uh, last week, right on! Uh, Congratulations, welcome. Holmes. Also trained Olga Spaleski or Skabeski or some Russian name. Sweet girl, uh, really strong uh, journalist. Uh, came out of New York and is in LA now at NBC. And they're all—they promise they'll be listening. Thanks for listening, you guys. You guys rock. We hope that we twiddleate you and you enjoy it. Maybe together, maybe not. Maybe alone. Alone's fine. You gotta take care of business sometimes. Right, bro? <laughs> so we're going to twiddle and hopefully you'll have a twin-asm. <laughs> <laughs> Twin-gasm. <laughs> okay, I do want to say stay, uh, stay tuned also because later on on our musical break, we're going to introduce, or not introduce, but we're going to play a track from one of our, ver- our very, f- actually, I think it was our very first musical artist. It was our very most first musical guest. Um, the Blue Agave. A fantastic uh, uh, band that has uh, got a Latin flair with kind of spaghetti western Fender guitar sound. You're going to love it. And that'll be our musical break. You'll love the music. Uh, we have one of their songs that are in rotation, but this is a one out of L.A. For all of you from L.A. that you want to be all proud about it, I sta. And for <laughs> those of you who are from the, another part of the country or world, there you go. Enjoy. All right. Now it's time, ladies and gentlemen, straight out of the valley. <laughs> Our very own multimedia journalist with the current events, Jackie Casa. I love that intro. <laughs> Out of the valley. Yeah. What's up, girl? That's where I'm from. Thanks for coming back. Of course. Thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate your this, uh, your your endeavor and your uh, pil- pil- pilgrimage into our Theolisa's garage once again. <laughs> And, and that you're wearing deodorant as well. Oh, you're as well. welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> so, uh, how you been? I've been good. Since the last we saw you. I've been good. I'm just uh, here dealing with the heat, uh-huh. as we all are, but mm-hmm. I've been good. I, 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 uh, rumor has it that since you became um, christened as our uh, fill-in for Jonesy, that you've been quite a listener. Uh, excuse me. Uh, alternate. 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 Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Fill-in. Fill in. Fill, fill in. in? Okay, fill in's cool. Alternate so fill in. Nice. Alternate kind of goes along with the whole court thing that's been going on the past several weeks with, or at least. With so Christmas. you listen to the show? So I do. Tell us about that. Why do you make it seem like I'm so like miserable listening to it? I like listening to it. <laughs> You're like, you listen? <laughs> 
I like it. Have I like to- tuning in. You tell your friends and family? Yeah. 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 Right on. Well, just for that, you're going to get My some. mom's still kind of like confused with the concept that we're on the computer. Uh-huh. She's uh-huh. still trying to get it, but it's kind of cute because she's like, so what station is it? Like, <laughs> she's like f- trying to find it on the radio. I'm like, no, mom. <laughs> it's in the computer. So the whole world yeah. can listen to it. Familia in Mexico. Everybody <laughs> and she's it. all like, but the computer's here. <laughs> How could they hear it over there? <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. Uh, and then she's like, oh, okay, que bueno. That's <laughs> <laughs> cute. Oh, man. So what do you got? What do you got for current events? Okay. So we're going to have, we're going to start off with a really interesting public school scandal. Oh, no. Oh, public school. Here we go again. I know, but I'm a product of a public school, so so this makes me sad. I know. So apparently in Atlanta, Georgia, there was a state probe, and they found that several teachers, uh, dozens of teachers and principals. Okay. Wait, rewind, rewind, rewind. What city, what state? Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Um, So dozens of teachers and principals were involved in um, doctoring the standardized uh, standardized test results. No. Yeah, like they were messing around with the results. No. So they were passing people or failing people? They were passing people. Oh, right on. Because <laughs> then, in turn, the the results of the exams kind of like reflects on the teachers. They get more money. They yeah. get more from the state. Oh. So they've been doctoring them. So, you know, this just happened recently. However, what this article was that there's been drama going on with a bunch of states and the standardized test exams no way so there's been like seven other states that have been probed from their state governments that they've been messing around oh my gosh. with the results um, so what happened when are people you, getting well you know what here's what i gotta say you don't need to answer that question jackie because this is what happened a slap on the hand because the school systems are so unionized you can't fire anybody <laughs> dude yeah you have to kill someone and then you'll be disciplined you know what and, I'm and some of them do need to be fired but you know you know what the thing is the standardized testing is a standard, and and uh, uh, some people are way out on one end of the uh, beyond the standard, and then way out beyond the other end, and and they would probably fail. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. I understand that, and I agree. But there needs to be some kind of standards, right? I think my impression is that teachers from the very get go immediately revolted against standardized t- testings because they figured. How's that going to reflect on us? I understand that teachers, not every student is the same. Mm-hmm. Teachers are challenged with yeah, and t- and children can be stigmatized because of that. I've seen it. I've seen how there's so many uh, intelligent children or gifted children that don't fall in the standard, and then they they're stigmatized, and then the the pressure, and then they come home to their parents, and their parents are saying, uh, you know, why aren't you doing it? I, I think that the whole standardizing thing, I don't know, it needs to be revisited. Mm. I, I, well, it, it it does. Did I just lose myself? Did I mind I'm in the right channel? No, I'm only, there you go. There you okay. go, that's better. Anyway, so. I, so one of the teachers from this school system, she's a third grade teacher, and she actually commented when she's being interviewed, and she said that um, there are ways that the school system can actually get back to you if the if the teachers didn't go along with the teaching. Like, I, it doesn't go into specifics, but it says there are ways that what? they get back to you. I don't know. Does that mean like they threaten their job? <laughs> Do they threaten their you know, Okay, wait. Reputation? She's saying I'm not understanding that. She's so they went. So the state started like investigating and started asking the teachers and the directors. And this particular third grade teacher said that the system, the Atlantic public, Atlanta public school system, has ways to get back to you if the teachers didn't go along with the cheating. 
They, oh, so they're going to retaliate with those p- teachers that follow the rules? That's pretty messed up. What dude. they would do? That's messed up. But I mean, it's because like, they had a, 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 a smiley go over there, you know. <laughs> hey, what's up? You know, they uh, don't pass, is it? No, you know what? Here's the deal. Here's the problem. You have this mob mentality when it comes to the unions. Yeah. Especially the especially the unions are the most power, some of the most powerful unions in the country. And if you don't go along with it, you're ostracized. You know, mm-hmm. and you don't. And and it's wrong. It's ostracized. <laughs> Isn't that something you suck up at be just before a beer? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're. Gonna... Here's the deal. And so, but the problem. I mean, I, if you haven't watched this documentary, I highly recommend it. It's called Waiting for Superman. Oh yeah, I and, saw it. And it talks about how the uh, the school system in the United States is so messed up. But I'll sum it up in a second here. I'll sum it up with this. Unions. You never and, have a second. And the, uh, here's the deal. I think it was the mid-70s. I think, I believe, correct me if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was under uh, uh, the uh, President Carter's administration that they started allowing uh, government institutions and jobs to become unionized. Mm-hmm. And when unions c- came in, all of a sudden, the standards suck for working because you can't discipline anyone you can't fire anyone um, pensions go out the wind go up sky high and next thing you know you're spending so much money on just pensions and, th- and paying people jobs and instead of firing people you just move them to an administrative job that the schools get cut out of the teaching gets cut out and and you know what here's the deal it used to be a time that corporate jobs were the jobs that people wanted. People wanted to work for GE and, and Rockwell and, and GM because that's where you can get the good benefits and the life pensions and what have you. And but now you go work for the government because you get all the holidays exactly. off. Exactly. <laughs> so now you got people that work at the, like at the government. Linda. People that go to the government. People go to government jobs because it's an easy job you're never going to lose. So what happens there? You get the people that with the lower standards, well, you know people what? People that are, are the not no, as you know. What? Let me tell you something. I've I've worked in unions the pri- are antiquated. I've worked in the private sector for many many years, and I know what you're talking about. Uh, you know the standards and todo. But let me tell you something. Those fools will shut down and leave the country or leave the state or leave your, your general vicinity okay. and not give a crap about you. But they you. don't know you anything. You're right. Exactly they don't. And I don't know them nothing either. Exactly. So if I want to go work at, at the government because they pay me and I get holidays, y que? Well, that's fine. That's if not what I'm saying. If I go saying. in there and I make you know, what, whatever it is, $10, $20 an hour, and I work my $10, $20 but, an hour, I stubble. That's fine. And the, the problem is when uh, with the, the whole union mentality is a sense of entitlement. You owe me. I give you eight, ten, twelve hours of my life a day. Then I need to have this. You got to give me that, and I got to have every paid, every holiday off, every this, every that, and you need to pay me. When I was talking to Gene Simmons a month ago, I was mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about politics, mm-hmm. okay? And I said, "Are you talking about TNA?" <laughs> no, he always throws that in, as you know. <laughs> yes. And we were talking about because at the time it was. Uh, I remember the, the time he was telling you. At, at the time. <laughs> Hold on, uh, uh, Donald. If you don't get out of my way, I'm gonna butt fuck. <laughs> we'll get we'll get into that I one. I swear he said that to him. I you was there. Uh, hold on a second. Yeah, this was about 25 years ago. Let's let's stop that for a second. We were about 25 years ago. Kiss and I, uh, Kiss and Angel and I have been Kiss fans forever, and we would follow the the band, and we would go to the hotel rooms after they were. They the, totally know us. They just they don't know us. us. And we'd show up, and we'd get autographs, and we're cool. And and we were after a show in San Bernardino, I think. We went to the hotel because you knew where they were gonna be at. 
And they rolled up to the hotel lobby like one at a time in different cars, and they'd come in, and uh, some of us would go up to them and take pictures, and and I'd get their autographs and stuff like that. And Jose was with the camera. Right I had the camera, and I was taking pictures, and I'm like saying, and he's taking, he's signing autographs while he's walking. And while he's walking, I'm like Gene, because you want him to look up as you shoot, sort of like the paparazzi does, you know. But it was just a group of maybe eight of us, right? Mm-hmm. Taking pictures, Gene, and he's signing. I'm like, Gene, over here. And I'm taking pictures, Gene, over here. And finally, he looks up, and he has a pen in his hand. He points at me. He goes, because it was like 1 o'clock in the morning in the hotel lobby. And he goes, listen, if you don't shut up, I'm going to butt fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, so funny. (laughs) What did you say? I just laughed. I just smiled. You laughed. Please? (laughs) Please. Anyways, I should have brought that up to him a, a month and a half ago when I was talking to him. Hey, we got stories that they that we can bring up to them. So we were talking, and we were, and he and I said to him because that was when Donald Trump was sort of still talking. People were talking that he was going to join the candidacy mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, for the president. Oh yeah. And he said, "So it was a double rainbow guy." And I said, <laughs> and I said to him, "Hey, so what about you? I mean, we well, got about you, the same amount you, of brains because <laughs> we were talking business, and he's pretty conservative fiscally when it comes to business." And uh, I said, "Well, do you consider?" You know, I mean, maybe you become president. He goes, no. You, listen, if I became president. Okay, I, now watch what you're going to say, bro. Because this is going to go to the world. This is, I'm paraphrasing. And, and you, we, we don't want Gene Simmons on your ass. I, okay. That's true. I, I, will paraphrase, <laughs> I will paraphrase to the best of my recollection that Gene Simmons said, hey, listen, bro. Uh, <laughs> he said, look, you don't want me to be president because I was, I would have to have absolute power. But if you give me absolute power, I'll fix it in six months. Mm. He says, none of this, you know, and uh, Ted Chen, the reporter, was with us, and he said something, and he goes, no, no, no. But understand, he said, that, look, we live in a country that's a free enterprise country, and and if and, and what if if I work and I sweat my ass off to, to build up a business, you know, that it, I'm, I'm – I'm taking on all the risks of it failing or succeeding. I'm taking on all the payroll and all the overhead, and I hire you. Why do you have to come to me and say, look, i got to take a two-week vacation every year, and you have to pay me for it? Look, if you want two weeks off, go ahead. Why do I have to pay you? (laughs) He made a good point. And and that's just sort of a microcosm of what this situation is about. I read his book a few years ago, and he talks about that. Well, see, Gene Simmons is the doctor love. So <laughs> Did you read the book it. of Ladies of the Night? Is that the book that you read? Uh, no, that's the one that... That's, he did do that He one. did do when he was talking about... He was talk, it was a sort of... <laughs> did you read it? No, I no, didn't. No, it's a good one. It's but about, I saw it on his show when he got arrested for it, interviewing it, them. Oh, interview. It's yeah. a book about prostitution. Yeah. It's, it's all about prostitution. Who wrote this? Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Simmons. And he said really? it's like the oldest profession. Yeah, the oldest profession. In the world. But... It's international. But awesome. he write in his one of his books, I forget which one he talks about. Listen, I'm a hard working man. I work my ass off. He says, and if Who gonna, said this? Gene Simmons, if you work for me, you're either going to hate me or love me because I'm going to work your ass off. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, you don't have to I don't expect you to take holidays off. And if you have a family, you better think twice because if I'm going to work my ass off, so are you. So I'll just go work for someone else. There you go. <laughs> there you and go. that's my feeling. If you don't like the way it is at your job, don't unionize and get together and force the hand. Because what happens? You force those those companies to leave. You're talking about those companies leaving? They but, will leave because see, they can't afford the legacy pensions. They can't afford all those uh, benefits. They can't afford all that on top of regulations. So they're going to say, you know what? So there's a go deep, ahead and have your so family. So there's a deeper problem here. Everybody likes to fight. 
But you said no. the union started like in the 70s. No, they didn't start in the 70s. When did you they say They started that? unionizing government jobs in the 70s. Oh, okay. Unions existed, but it was they weren't allowed to be in part part of uh, government jobs. And that's I, where I believe now, now, think about it. When you think about going to a government institution, you think about waiting in line. Uh, the people you deal with are a bunch of nimwits mm-hmm. and that's because uh-huh. no, because no, you can't hey, get rid of you can't get rid of except people. our listeners you guys if you work in a government agency you're like the best hey listen I, <laughs> hey, you unless can, you work at a DMV but <laughs> everyone knows even if you are listening you guys know what I'm talking about because uh, you know you know who you work with you know what and maybe you be, you might there's, be a good employee shoot, there's dimwits everywhere man but you you might be a great employee, but the system is screwed up that you're working under. Okay, you know? let's go to the next one. All right, next one. Okay, Thank you, so, Jackie. Did sorry, I bo- Jackie's falling Basically, asleep. Basically, public school system is terrible in America. Move on. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, so we're moving on to um, a question: Can medical marijuana help severely autistic children? Oh my goodness! I've never heard that. Guess what? Southern California woman uh, is trying that with her 12 year old son. Who is this woman, and is her name last name Flower? Does, did they go? <laughs> did they get a prescription? Well, it it says that it's medical marijuana, so uh-huh. I'm assuming they do have a prescription. Mm. Um, no, but does a child? Uh, they didn't. Th- her name is uh, Miko Hester Perez. Miko Perez. Perez? Yeah, <laughs> Perez. And um, her son was sick, and he went down to 42 pounds. Like uh. he's 12 years old, he went down 42 uh. pounds, and he's been on. Um, He's been on medical marijuana for several months now, and he's up seventy pounds because <laughs> he got some munchies. He's got so munchies. he does. He d- she does the um, the brownie, and uh-huh. she gives it to him like every two to three days. Uh-huh. And she you only say that did like you know it. <laughs> I read the article. Okay, I was informed. <laughs> <laughs> I have no experience with that whatsoever. <laughs> so she had no idea what to do because he was sick, and um, that was just the option that she went to. She Googled it. She found some information yes. about it. Yeah, right. And <laughs> she it, asked her tío Luis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she, don't don't di- don't diss our tío. <laughs> she just I don't know. She said out of desperation, she Googled cannabis and autism. I don't know what would make her think that, but I guess yeah. Had, where did that come from? I don't know. She was she was she was trying other options that they didn't work. Well, let me tell you what I've learned in the in in the last uh, year or so that we've been involved with the uh, some uh, of uh, the autism uh, uh, autism organizations that help autism autistic children and their families is that there's a there's a variety of different uh, uh, physical conditions that that uh, one would have when they're autistic, and it can vary. And one of them is uh, gastrointestinal. I never heard that. I just it's the first time I ever heard that. Right? Yes, I didn't know that. gastrointestinal. And let me tell you, um, <clears throat> not only does it give you the munchies, but it's a it's a great way to to the medical marijuana or marijuana period. It's a great way to to. <laughs> there is t- no difference between medical marijuana and marijuana, right? No, it's just uh, marijuana it's being a- used for medical reasons. Well, you when you go out of state. It's just marijuana right here. It's medical it's marijuana. Medical marijuana. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, I don't think there is a difference. No, there's no difference except no. you have a little slip that says you Let can take Let me tell it. you something. When you get stopped by a cop, I'll tell you. It's there's medical a difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's medical marijuana. It's a big difference. <laughs> now, look, I have an issue. No, I'm dude, sorry. In the mornings, bro, if your stomach is like really bad... Have a couple of tokes and then go hit the hit the uh, the throne and you nah, you know, know you trust me. You think you have a really good constitution now? <laughs> Just wait till after a couple of hits. <laughs> no, I have an issue with that. You know, because medical marijuana in California is a 
joke. You can go on, on the um, Venice boardwalk yeah. and they'll flag you down and for X amount of money give you a freaking prescription and you can buy marijuana. It's a freaking joke. Yeah. And most of the people that I, probably all the people that I've met that are proponents that are part of the campaign to legalize it do not have a good enough argument for me. I disagree. Well, you know what? The thing is that the, the marijuana is going to be consumed anyways. Okay. That's and I'm not, no, I'm not, you're, you're, that's I'm not good. saying, I'm not saying all oh, just because people are going to steal, let's not convict, but, but it's not the same thing. Mar- marijuana, I, and, you know, I mean, legitimate people legitimately have reasons to use it. They could find reasons, but there's a lot of reasons. Listen, this- I mean, why do you drink uh, chamomile? Because it it soothes your your, your stomach, it uh, it relaxes you. Why do you drink green tea? It doesn't impair because my it, senses. It doesn't it gives you because it it gives you uh, it doesn't energy. it doesn't impair my senses. It doesn't it doesn't yeah. Make but me so high. does Valium and Zantac. Valium, or, Valium, and it's a controlled substance, and you can't get it without a prescription from a doctor, a legitimate prescription. And, and from what doctor. makes it and what and makes it better to go get uh, some uh, you, gen, you know. Uh, Chemically. You can get like Valium and oxycodone on the streets too. Yeah, but that's not that's not legal though. It doesn't no, make it it's not, legal. It's not legal. You can get like anything on the streets. It. it doesn't mean the, okay. So let's legalize everything because you can get anything. No, the problem here is that we are, we have to change our paradigm on the way we view marijuana. Okay, because I'll tell you this: it wasn't like okay, Adam and Eve came to Earth. And they said, oh, we can't have that herb over there unless I get a doctor's prescription. There's nothing wrong with the herb. What's wrong is our perception, our skewed perception of it. Well, you know, and, uh, and it's so ingrained in our in our and, and I have to do, totally disagree with the fact. Well, well, pe- some people say maybe Wikipedia. I don't know who says it, that it's a narcotic. The narcotic is an illegal substance. So even by by the definition of narcotic, it, it's 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 by definition it's not wrong. Well, you know what? Um, what happens is when you're when you're introducing any kind of gateway drug to me, it's an issue. And this is joke of this see, that's legalized. another thing. Huh? Uh, this anything's a gateway drug. Codeine, uh, anything could be, but at least those things are controlled. Mm-hmm. And uh, and a lollipop is a gateway to a bigger candy. And and uh, and and a small soda is a gateway to a big gulp. And a and a thirty nine cent hamburger is a gateway to a Big Mac. Th- that that is <laughs> that is, is it's again it's the perception it's the paradigm that we put on it. Anyway, I wish people could listen to that podcast from November second last year, which was on the other station. We had we had the proponents and the opponents of Proposition nineteen, which was up for ballot that time, and we had a very good conversation with each one of them. But hey, we have more stuff coming up in the future. What's up with current events? What else? Um. So yeah, so basically we have an opponent to that mother, but um, so oh, let's hear the opponent real quick. Oh, that's just—it's just a doctor. It's a doctor that says that using medical marijuana to treat autism is very concerning to him because there hasn't been any research. However, the <laughs> mom says there has been research done, but because it's just not being done in the traditional sense, it's not. Oh, being, I hate she that. She says it's being done at home. Uh-huh. That that's the research. That what's more valuable is the mother's. I r- you know, because the kids are sick. You know, hey, I get it, but I me, dig all my list. I dig all our listeners, and if there's anybody out there who's a proponent of of, of marijuana as a rec- recreational use or medical use or whatever, I don't want to offend anyone, but I just have not been convinced. I've not been convinced. You know, and let me tell you why you're not convinced. One of the reasons why is because, like, there hasn't been that formalized kind of research. It hasn't gone through the, it hasn't gone through the channels. 
you know and 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 uh, the reason why these the reason why people wanted to go through those channels is because it gives it gives control and it, and and it gives all the 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 asset if you will to the private companies okay cuz what happens when you when you No, once again it's again oh it's the corporations the evil corporations the evil corporations oh the pharmaceuticals <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Okay, so let's talk about the royals visiting Southern California. Oh, my gosh. I know. Um, what a, okay. Well, hey, congratulations. They're going to play the Dodgers? <laughs> the royal hey, couple. Do you know they don't want to hang out with the Dodger Cholos. Come on now. <laughs> so what's going on with the royal? What, what do you, let's, what do you, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see. Let's see. They, they, they visited? Yes. So they visited Southern California. Um, they came down on Friday, and, you know, they had all these fancy little um, dinner at the British Consul General in Hancock Park. <laughs> um, they had a polo competition on Saturday in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, right. Yeah. And then they were just going to have a dinner in L.A. where all these, like, Hollywood executives going to be at. And it's a pretty big deal. It's a big deal. I mean, I was credentialed, believe it or not, credentialed for wow. those events covering it on Friday. So what's with the polo thing? They left their country... On a honeymoon, right? Yeah. yeah and, and, and if I wanted polo, I would have stayed in my country. <laughs> Why not take him to the soccer but game like, over there with all the paisas? Like, but it's like golf. And the, ta- the taco truck y todo. It's like golf. <laughs> when you go, when you play golf, you want right, to Right, Jackie? I think he was invited for the polo of thing, Of course. Though. And they're getting, they're getting comped everywhere they go. Let me tell you, it was Dude, such a big we event. We should have comped them here at the Elisa's Fri- Garage. I worked Friday and Saturday, both days for the network. And I can't believe... The credentialing process and all the craziness that you go just to cover an event of a newlywed couple. Yay, yay, they're the royal couple. Congratulations. No disrespect to our British listeners, but, um, dude, it's like you'd think the Pope was here, man. Is there any paparazzi around? I'm sure of course, it was all over. I'm and sure you know what? There's neighborhoods because they were going to private homes for, for dinners and what have you. The city has been enforcing, had been enforcing paparazzi laws like crazy because, and even homeowners who are usually uh, uh, pimped by the paparazzi, they'll, they'll pay you to say, can we camp out on your front yard so they can't kick us out? And, um, and um, um, they were even told uh, not to do that. Uh, even though I'd say, hey, forget it, dude. I could freaking do what I want, you know? So um, that's what happened. What else? Uh, well, let me just say something that I realized looking at their pictures of the royal visit. Kate Middleton has man hands. <laughs> they are oh, don't don't say that. <laughs> no. She's so hot. She She's is. so okay, freaking hot. Kate She's Middleton. The, the chick. That's a bride. Right. <laughs> The chick. The She's royal chick. She's beautiful. <laughs> She's got beautiful dresses, and they all stare at all of what she wore and everything like that. But there was a close-up of her hands. Charlie, man. And I saw it, <laughs> and they were... That's a vato. <laughs> <laughs> I stared at them, and I was kind of silent. I'm like, okay, maybe it's just this picture. No, I saw like four or five of them, and they all looked like man hands. She had no manicure, like short, oh. bland nails, wait, dry, wait, wait, And wrinkly. when was that picture taken? That was when they had when they had arrived. When they had and, arrived, man, that's like you would think she'd have like she'd be pimped out exactly. and blinged out. Girl, she's got a million of dollars. Like, where what? Did they, where did they? Why land? wouldn't she get a manicure done? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I'm like, I'm like telling her at the computer screen, you have all this money, you can't afford a manicure on your private jet at least. Listen, put on some had, apple bottom jeans. <laughs> something <laughs> had to go wrong because you would think that she'd have bad teeth, and she doesn't. No. She, she has man hands. Casey Anthony is um, going to be released. Oh. Yeah. She's going to be acquitted. So there's been a huge, huge, huge outrage that 
she, she was acquitted of, of basically La Llorona. Yeah. She's La Llorona big time. Okay. So um so, so there's so much outrage because she's being released. How dare they? There, it's it's like almost like OJ all over again. So all these people online went online and started a petition called Kaylee's Law. So Kaylee's Law is a petition that they're trying to do that basically parents it's, it will be considered a felony if parents don't report the death of their child to authorities, uh, uh-huh. whether it's accidental or not, uh, because that was their huge argument. Like, yes. why would she wait That's, all this time without uh-huh. reporting her child being, of course, you know, right. supposedly accidentally drowned? Uh-huh. So that's what all of these people online are trying to do. Is it going to say you can't go party and shit? To, you know, Kaylee's law. If your kid's missing, they'll go party, eh? <laughs> They're gonna give you a ticket, eh? <laughs> so within Kaylee's law, she would have you would have to report it within an hour of your child accidentally or not oh. dying. Oh. So and then you have to notify. So as them. long as you report it, you can go make it to the uh, uh, Electric Di- Daisy Carnival, right? <laughs> Put on your race. You can go party it up and drink it up. I reported it, okay? I'm clear, okay? Leave me alone with my corona, okay? Leave me alone. Yeah, that's the the online petition that's going on right now. And it's been, like, huge. They've had all of these. They've had, like, 100,000 signatures almost instantly. Because there's so much outrage about her ultimate sentencing that she's being released. Wow. I'll put my name on there, my nickname, and... My, my booking number. <laughs> well, you know what? So many people are enraged by what happened because, uh, you know, the the jury, the wow, jury found her not guilty, but they say that there wasn't enough evidence or that that the that the prosecution didn't do their um their due diligence. So she was found not guilty. And right now on the phone with us, uh, legal analyst, you've caught him on television and on radio and on internet, Mr. Royal Oaks. Can you hear me? Oh. Oh, I hear you. Good, good. Well, thanks for calling in. You know, we were just hearing about the latest with uh, with the Casey Anthony trial. Um, obviously, a lot of people upset about what happened. And uh, these people were talking about what happened. Uh, and I saw an interview on television with one of the jurors uh, recently, and she was talking about the fact that the prosecution just didn't do their job. What did, what did she mean by that? I think she means that at the end of the day when they were deliberating, they're looking at each other and they're saying, okay, do we know what happened? No. Do we know how Kaylee died? No. Do we know who did it? No. Uh, They want to know. Before they send somebody to prison, much less send them to the gas chamber, or I guess they call it Old Sparky, the electric chair in Florida, they want to know what happened. And the problem is, you know, they set the bar really high. A lot of people saw most of the trial or, or a good chunk of it, and they would set the bar a little lower than this jury did. They would say, well, we don't need to know exactly what happened because, you know, crimes happen under cover of darkness. Crimes happen when nobody's watching. We, we, we think we're in a total surveillance society. It feels like it sometimes, but it's not. A lot of stuff happens outside the, the eye of the 7-Eleven surveillance camera or the camera on the street as you drive or walk down Main Street. And it's the job of the criminal justice system, and that includes juries, to somehow figure out what probably happened beyond a reasonable doubt, even though they really don't know what happened. Well, you talk so that's, that's the frustration. You talk about the fact that the, under the eye of surveillance, because we live in that era now, but we also live in an, ep, in an era of, of tabloid television and um, access to information in, in, at 
to an nth degree. Do you think that has anything to do also with the with with uh, the fact that maybe the jury now pr- really wants a higher burden of proof? Is you know is is there a culture shift? Yeah, I think that's true. I think they've seen and been through so many high-profile trials involving some really sharp defense lawyers that uh, were able to get their clients off, you know, in many cases celebrities. That's why it became high-profile. There are some exceptions, like this one, Casey Anthony, who's not a celebrity. Scott Peterson wasn't a celebrity. Uh, so it isn't always a Robert Blake, a Michael Jackson, an O.J. Simpson situation. But because high-profile trials have become part of the culture, part of the national psyche, I think you're right, in a sense, the bar is a little higher for prosecutors as a result of that. But also, in another sense, uh, we're also used to the CSI effect, seeing the whiz-bang fancy stuff on television with the high-tech evidence. And to some degree, I think modern jurors insist on and expect uh, a lot of that kind of fancy evidence. And if they don't get it, they feel like, well, the prosecution didn't really do their job. I mean, here we have an old-fashioned case of just flat-out circumstantial evidence. No DNA linking Casey to the crime, no hair samples, no fingerprints, and so the jury is left with the idea that, well, we don't really know what happened. We have a lady acting very strangely. She claims that her little girl drowned in mid-June. The state says that she killed her little girl in mid-June. So for the next 30 days until mid-July, Casey doesn't report the child missing, and instead she is partying real hard. I mean, we get these photographs of her dancing. We get the picture of her getting the uh, Bella Vita uh, beautiful life tattoo. I mean, human nature tells us this is not the way a woman would react if she's devastated by the loss of her daughter. So you then go to the conclusion, well, she wasn't devastated by it because she caused it. Yeah, the jury didn't see it that way. And you talk about the fact that she was partying and everything during the time that her her daughter was missing. Uh, have, have you heard anything, or any, do you have any opinion on on the fact that there are people are trying to come up with the new a new Kaylee's law that would require parents to to um, you know report their children if they've been missing for any period of time? Have you heard about that? And what's your opinion if whether or not that's even viable? Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about it since the verdict came down, and I, I think it probably is a very intriguing idea that state legislatures certainly will look at it because of the political pressure and the, and the popular uh, boost for this idea. And they probably should be looking at it because it, it sounds like a good idea. I mean, uh, if there are any other people that are in somewhat similar situations uh, to the one that the prosecution said uh, Casey found herself in, Uh, You certainly wouldn't want them following in her footsteps. You'd want them knowing that if they didn't report it immediately, then they're going to get into some trouble themselves. Uh, And it's just, again, it's almost unbelievable to think that a person wouldn't report it and would behave the way she did. Now, the essence of the defense theory is that this is a dysfunctional family. It spun out of control. There was a tragedy. They didn't know what to do. Well, okay, let's, let's assume that's true then why does this dysfunctional, you know, catatonic, uh, tragedy-ridden woman uh, go out and, and have a great time and have a huge smile on her face? I mean, is that really how you deal with that tragedy? If, in fact, her daughter drowned in the pool and her father was somehow responsible and, you know, her life was horrible because her father abused her and her brother abused her, how does it all fit? And then the final piece of the puzzle that I think people maybe have the most trouble with, and that's the duct tape on, on the little girl's face. Right. If, in fact, it happened the way the defense says, that it was a drowning or some tragic accident, and if, in fact, 
the father disposed of the body, why do they put duct tape on the face if the little girl had already drowned? The fact that duct tape was there was consistent with the prosecution's theory that it was a murder, that chloroform was used to subdue and render the the child unconscious. Uh, She stopped breathing, and they just didn't bother to remove the duct tape. Uh, You can come up with all sorts of you know, wild theories, anything is possible, as I've heard more than once on TV in the last few days. Yeah, well, maybe Martians came down and, and killed the little girl. Or maybe there was a, a horrendous accident, and maybe there was a drowning, and maybe the father somehow decided, you know, the way to deal with this is to try to blame somebody else, to blame a killer. Let's stage a murder. Let's make it look like a murder, because for some reason we don't want to be responsible for having allowed the child to drown. Yeah, that's possible. But then how do you explain all the other stuff? The the internet searches by by somebody at Casey's home computer for neck breaking. Right. Internet searches for 84 searches looking at chloroform. I mean, what's the explanation for that? The mom gets on the stand, and of course the mom has this instinctive desire not to see her daughter executed by the state, so you've got to assume... She, like most moms, she'd probably do anything, say anything to avoid that coming to pass. And so she gets on the stand and she says, well, let's see, I was home that day, and I guess I made those Internet searches for chloroform. Funny story, Mr. Prosecutor. What happened was I, I had some puppies in the backyard, and the puppies were getting sick because of some plants, see? So I wanted to research chlorophyll, that thing that is part of plants and so uh-huh. i hop on the internet and i I'm, I'm after chlorophyll and you know i'm just not the best speller in the world i must have somehow gotten onto chloroform and i did that 84 times <laughs> now does anyone on the planet believe that no, no. i mean every, everybody on the planet believes she would lie to save her daughter that's fine mm-hmm. but nobody on the planet believes that it happened that way and then to top it all off the 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 icing on the cake is the mom cindy's co-workers show up at the trial and testify and they say you know cindy was at work that day right and we know exactly when the internet searches were done i mean they talk about surveillance society every keystroke is recorded if you got enough money to pay a computer expert so the the co-workers say no she was at work that day so she couldn't have made those searches so that leaves us with the conclusion that mm, probably it was casey now we don't know to, talk, to answer the jurors questions do we not know no, we don't could have been the martian <laughs> doing the keystrokes on the, you know, it gets so frustrating, and, it, and it's uh, it's almost laughable. But then you always come back to the fact that it's a tragedy, and a tragedy where nobody's going to pay the price because either Casey was guilty, and now she walks, or somebody else is guilty, and there's no reason to believe they're going to get the goods on the other person. I mean, you know, let's say the dad did it. Uh, I don't see the prosecution saying, "Well, we're launching the investigation of." Uh, of Mr. Anthony today, you know, we're thinking of filing charges against him. Forget it. Royal, well, that ship has sailed. Royal Angel, my brother Angel has a question. Royal, so if you were the prosecution, what would you have done differently? Well, I think I would have simplified things, and, you know, hindsight's great, Twenty twenty hindsight. It's easy to criticize later, but, you know, that's what we're all in the business of doing, and it's human nature. I would have simplified things. I probably would have gotten rid of some of the excess baggage arguments about the smell of death, you know, there was an expert saying there, there was an odor of decomposition in the back of the trunk. Well, he had to admit that that's kind of junk science, it's mm-hmm. kind of voodoo science, and, and the jury certainly didn't buy into that at all. I think I, I would have streamlined it and, and, and hammered a little harder 
on on the motive, on the idea of the, the just the bizarre behavior by Casey Anthony. Uh, there's another angle that people haven't been talking about, really, and that's the idea that Casey borrowed the story about a drowning toddler being found by her grandfather, borrowed it from an inmate she was hanging out with in the jail, because, you know, she's been in jail for the last two years right. and nine months. There, there was an inmate nearby in a close-by cell that had the same kind of a story that that the evidence uh, is Casey was exposed to. And so she didn't come up with the story until, you know, well after abandoning the Zanny the Nanny theory. She she told the world for three years that a, a nanny named Zanny stole the child. Yeah. And the, it sent, you know, everybody off on a wild goose chase. Royal, Royal we got we have to go, but I do want to, I want to see what, what, your, what your opinion is on the fact that uh, uh, her attorney, Ro, uh, Jose Baez, uh, high school dropout turned uh, two-year uh, attorney is now in the limelight. What do you think that says? Uh, what's going to happen in his life? Well, he's a, he's a great lawyer. He de- he deserves all the plaudits. He got the job done. You know, whether she's guilty or innocent, we don't know. But his job was to, to uh, win the trial, and, and he did that. The guy that, that ticks me off is his pal uh, with the beard, the other defense lawyer, <laughs> who came out and not only flipped off the press, right. but he basically just lectures him. He says, oh, you know, all these lawyers, the talking heads don't know what they're talking about. It's irresponsible. It's just amazing that they that they would do this. It's interesting. Uh, I noticed that uh, uh, on a radio station this morning, a host dug up a little soundbite, a little clip of that lawyer uh, from uh, the days when he wasn't on the defense team, before he had been hired by Casey Anthony. You know what that lawyer said? He said to some news program guy, yeah, you know, I think she'll probably get life in prison because her credibility is in tatters, and, uh, you know, really, uh, it just really looks bad. Uh, I mean, talk about a total hypocrite. He's a talking head. He didn't know what he was talking about. He was saying she was going to go to prison, and now that he's won the case, after struggling and grappling against the press and against the prosecution, and he's all feeling all bloodied and bruised, and he emerges victorious, he just can't resist. He's got to flip us off, and he's got to he's got to fire off these personal attacks against lawyers who supposedly don't know what they're talking about. I mean, this guy's a piece of work. And Royal, thanks so much for joining us on our show. We really appreciate your insight. You're fantastic on radio. Have you ever been told that you have got a great radio voice? Hey, I've been told I have a face for radio. <laughs> I don't know what they mean by that. Royal, Thank th- you, guys. Anytime. This is fun. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. See you later. So, uh, wow, what a Dude, crazy I, circus. I want some of that scotch on the rocks there, Royal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Royal, for coming on with us. Uh, you know what? He's fantastic. He's a legal analyst on television. Good, yeah. You'll catch him on all the networks, on the big ones and the small ones, and also on radio, Royal Oaks. And you'll and catch him here at Deal Lisa's Garage. So, hey, so uh, we got time for a little bit more current events, and uh, so let's do that. Okay. What do you got? So um, ABC News has their new correspondent, and that is Elizabeth Smart, which we all know. A correspondent? Yeah, she's a correspondent. So Okay, what's a correspondent? Uh, a reporter. Okay. Uh, uh, that's what they call on the network. They don't call them reporters. They call them correspondents. Okay. So Elizabeth Smart? Yeah. She's the girl who was kidnapped. From Get Smart? No, she's the girl who was kidnapped by that crazy in Utah. She was kidnapped out of her bedroom while her uh, her sister slept next to her, kidnapped and taken for a matter of months, yeah. and they thought she was dead. A and teenager. they find her. They but, found her nine months later. Like yeah. some biker just happened to. Well, think how it old was is she? Strange. Now she's, um, I believe she's twenty three. She's twenty three. Okay. Um, but she was abducted when she was fourteen. 
that was oh. one of the situations where everyone thought it was a miracle because you know when someone goes missing each day that you goes uh, that ticks away uh-huh. you you start losing hope that you think the person is dead well see this is the controversial part though she's going to be a correspondent for um good morning america Mm-hmm. as their correspondent for missing children, abducted children, kidnapped children. So they feel like they're kind of exploiting her. Uh, like she's saying, totally. I'm going to contribute. I have such great insight. I'm going to, you know, I can talk about this. But people are saying, aren't you exploiting what's gone on in your past? Something that's so personal and intimate. And I mean, it can be intimate because it's going to be media. That. But that's sh- what she's going to be doing. Well, here's the deal. Maybe she feels like a lot of people go through tragedies or you know, appear like in their people, lives. Like when people are twins and they do a twin show on the radio, <laughs> they shouldn't do that shit. Yeah, it's not like we <laughs> earned this. <laughs> we just were born with it, dude. It's not like we worked hard to become twins. No, what's the big deal? People just get all jealous and shit, man. <laughs> give her, you know, give her. Well, here's thing, what I have to man. say about that. When it comes to journalism, I'm a real purist, and um, I think that people, if it's yeah, really I like the pure stuff, maybe you shouldn't too, call her a correspondent because <laughs> a correspondent is somebody who is a reporter. See, and that's a the difference between medical marijuana and but marijuana. a commentator. <laughs> <laughs> but a commentator, maybe because a, the, when a commentator is someone who can interject their opinions. Well, a they're calling her correspondent abc news correspondent so i think abc is indeed exploiting they're the ones who exploit is she hot she's kind of cute okay well blonde young there you go Uh, television exploits that all the time yeah yeah but they're exploiting more than that now they're exploiting a traumatic situation that a lot of you know what they're exploiting it what they're really exploiting is really not anything more but to you it's more to the people that are complaining, they're emotionally involving themselves in something that they don't really need to. Que tanto pedo. <laughs> you and your pedo, dude. <laughs> you have so many of them. You think- <laughs> so many pedos. <laughs> well, she's been very vocal about victims' rights and talking about it. She has a Good. book. She's reading a book about it. So I think she's really into it, gung mm. about it. I mean, she's not... She's not a trained journalist. It's not like she's gone to school for that. But well, I think Ms. her insight is what's going to back her up. Hey, Miss Mar, you got my vote, homegirl. <laughs> so hey. basically, we're going to be seeing more missing person stories in oh, Good yeah, yeah, America. Yeah. The only thing is, like, they, a lot of people complain, the minorities, that the big stories. They, they reunited? Missing persons reunited? No, just missing person stories. Oh. Uh, maybe in general. Maybe, yeah, if they, if they they find someone who's been abducted or kidnapped. No, I'm talking I mean, about walking in L.A. Okay, la. <laughs> Missing persons. Oh, <laughs> come on. That was boom, a bad boom. One. <laughs> That wasn't good. All right, so uh, uh, I guess we got to go to commercial break. Jackie, thank you so much for your current events. You were fantastic, as always. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. I had fun. I like, I like the Latin flavor. Orale. We like the fact that Show. we like we like the fact that you're so readily available for us. It's really nice. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You're I mean welcome. That. I mean that. So we got a commercial break. It's because Jackie's got our back. We have a go to commercial break. You know what's up? <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Jackie. <laughs> we have a commercial break, and when we come back, we will be uh, uh, doing a little uh, musical break as well. We'll do yes. music. Yes. All right. We'll be right back. Tired of that same old talk radio? Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. 
Hey everybody, we're the coolest shoes, t-shirts, wallets, accessories, and more at the best prices. The Scream Shop is the place. Yeah, brother, the Scream Shop is in tune with all the firme styles and brands like Supra, Vans, Converse. And right now, they got a summer savings blowout, so go to the store. Right on, and you know, they got those cool, stylish McCargy fixie bikes. Awesome. They're really cool. So go to the, one of the Scream Shop locations in Riverside, Huntington Park, City of Industry, and the Santa Anita Mall in Arcadia. Or go to www.thescreamshop.com to get your goods there. Yeah, but wait up. Give them promo code TWIN and get 15% off of your purchase. And to know all the latest info, friend them or like them on Facebook. That's awesome. Don't forget to friend them or like them. It's Facebook. And you can go on our website, TwinTalkShow.com, and there's a link to their website. <laughs> TwinTalkCast. So, what did I say? TwinTalkCast.com. So the Scream Shop, alternative footwear and more. Ciao. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. And we're back. <laughs> And Jackie's got our back. Right on. Yeah. I want to remember, remind people that uh, on our, one of our previous podcasts, uh, uh, two weeks ago, whatever, um, we had an awesome Australian band that, that contacted us and they said, we're going to be kicking off a 75-night tour of the United States of America. For the first time. For the very first time. And we'd like to kick it off at Theo Luis's Garage. Awesome. And, and you guys ought to check out the uh, podcast because they did an acoustical jam here. And they're pretty feet of me. They're pretty cool. So, um, why don't you give the, our listeners? Why don't you give our listeners some of their um, There's, show well, dates? The name of the uh, band is called Sunset Ride, and they'll go to our previous podcast and look for Aussie Invasion, and uh, you can listen to their tracks. They recently, as part of their tour this weekend, they were in Dallas, Austin, and Houston, and now this uh, coming weekend, July fifteenth, they're going to be in Jacksonville, Florida, at Brewster's Pit. And on July 16th in Columbus, Georgia at Soho Grill, they're traveling in their RV called the Snake Pit. But who cares what they're traveling in? Go see their show. They're, they're, they put on a pretty feed of show. They really are a fantastic show. And if you want to know about more about them, go to our, tw- our Twin Talk Show Facebook. You can find them on our Facebook as one of our friends. and Or on uh, Facebook, just type Mama Said U.S. Tour. Oh, really? And you'll find the uh, event on there and just find all the dates. Wow, that's cool. So, you know, we have a musical break coming up, and uh, and when we come back, it'll be my brother's chill lounge. But right now, uh, since we're talking about musical guests, I want to go all the way back, brother, to our very first musical guest. Uh, the Blue Agave. The Blue Agave. Feed me. They were on a show very early on in our career as talk show hosts they joined us in Theo Lisa's garage you just had a little peach fuzz <laughs> anyway this is a track called the blue agave you guys are gonna love it check it out by the blue agave
Yeah, the Blue Agave by the Blue Agave. Ah. Those guys are awesome. If you guys uh, enjoy their music, you could also find them on our Facebook as one of some of our friends. They have some really cool jams. I like the fact. Awesome. I can't wait to get them back on. And they've been uh, uh, talking to us. They're, they're, they're going to be releasing another CD. Yeah, and they uh, promised that they were going to come to Theo Lisa's Garage uh, as soon as they get that ready so they and can share some tracks. This time, we'll, we'll have them play something. This time, they'll perform live. Andy Abad and Stephanie Amaro. Stephanie Amaro. Amaro. Stephanie Amaro and Andy Abad. Anyway, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the blue agave. <laughs> um, you know what? Um, um, we're about ready to say goodbye, aren't we, brother? Yeah, but uh, we don't say goodbye until we chill. Oh, let's do the chill lounge. But uh, but you know what, Jackie? Thanks so much for hanging out with us. It is now time for... Oh, oh you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> is, do you want to give anybody a hello, a shout out? Your mom? Uh, yeah, of course. My mom. Mm-hmm. She tunes in when I turn on the computer and play it for her <laughs> and my sisters of course because they love your guys' show all right oh, sisters yeah. hi Shout girls out. thank you girls for listening and it's and your sisters representing Ooh, totally yeah. if, if they're look at all like you i'm sure they're just as beautiful mm-hmm. oh thanks thanks for having me guys awesome anytime anytime so hey, ladies and gentlemen it's uh time for my brother <laughs> what was that it's time f- it's time for my brother's chill lounge tuesday is twinsday Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel at 7 p.m. Kick back. And listen. Don't get caught in the rhetoric. Many times we engage in intellectual or smooth-sounding debate or commentary for or against a particular cause, legislation, or just chisme. We are compelled to partake, confident that we have a good argument. This may be true, but to every good argument, there's a good rebuttal. One may be swayed to agree or disagree based on the best argument. Add emotions. Having a cause, legislation, or chisme that we feel strongly about, we continue convinced that we are right and that others are wrong. We may be successful in swaying others into our way of thinking and to the wrongs of others or vice versa. This causes separation and a sense of otherness. Consider this. Stop. 
step back, emotionally remove yourself and listen to the words. When you do, you may find that it is all rhetoric with words that are oppressive in design and circular in nature. So unless your words are uplifting and those of oneness, then say nothing and chill. Chill. One love. It's my brother's chilling. Thank you once again to. For ow, 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 ow. <laughs> You're like the Wolfman Jack. It's because Jackie's here. <laughs> I've lost my composure. <laughs> Thanks for listening once again to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. And we are so happy that you join us every week. Please make sure to visit our website at www.twintalkcast.com to listen to our previous podcasts. And um, find us on iTunes. Just search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, friend us on Facebook. Twin Talk Show and on Twitter Twin Talk Show be in touch with us let us know you're there and we will too All right, everybody Jackie thanks so much for joining us again thank you and catch us next week on another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel show